100% digital, 100% sports, 100% local. You'll find it all at thehuskybulletin.com. Welcome to another edition of the Husky Bulletin Podcast. It is when you're listening to this Sunday, June 18th. I am John Wisebrode, your host. We have a very special episode and a special guest on this evening. I guess they're all special, but before I get to that, I did want to go through our sponsors because none of this would be possible without them. Our list of sponsors that specifically support this podcast are Wayne Nord Wetmore Wealth Management. They are of Ameriprise Financial. Irish Eyes Studio in downtown Owatonna, and also Matthew Petzinger of Matthew Petzinger Agency in Wasika. They are of American Family Insurance. Once again, we would like to thank those sponsors for making this podcast possible. And I did want to do a shout out as well to Straight River Coffee. Right now on our Big Deals site, For people who don't know, Big Deals is our e-commerce site here at the station, whether it's the fan or K-O-W-Z. Big Deals is where you can find big deals on products and services, items throughout Owatonna, Steel County. You can purchase things. I don't want to say it's our version of Amazon or eBay, but that's precisely what it is. If you just go to K-O-W-Z-K-R-U-E dot bigdealsmedia.net. I will also post that on Twitter. I'll post it on thehuskybulletin.com. But once again, kowzkrue.bigdealsmedia.net. That is where you can find our platform of businesses, local, all local, that sell products on there. Right now, though, I want to get right to it. It is Straight River Coffee, Hunter over there. I don't know if you know his story. He's a young man from Owatonna, 20 years old, just took over the business less than three months ago. Really cool story, but he is offering $20 gift certificates for just $10. I don't have to tell you that's a great deal. You can do the math in your head. This is for a limited time only until his inventory runs out. You want to get $20 worth of his products because he has K-Cups. He's able to make those a lot more readily available because of some upgrades he's had to some of his processes there. So he can make those K-Cups locally. They're readily available. $20, buy a gift certificate now for just 10 bucks. That is a heck of a deal. Once again, that is Straight River Coffee. Go in there and visit Hunter. Really, really cool. They have right now on our Big Deal site, which I will post on Twitter. But once again, kowzkrue.bigdealsmedia.net, just like it sounds. Go into the search bar in the upper right corner, type in Straight River Coffee for a limited time only. $20 worth of product that you can use at his location for just $10. It's basically a BOGO deal. The address is 435 26th Street Northeast in Sweet B. You can see the flag when it's open. Get $20 worth of his coffee or whatever else for just $10 on our big deal site. So moving into this week's episode, I wanted to do kind of a parent's perspective. It was something that I was planning on doing when I opened up this podcast. I wanted to make this kind of a forum for not only just former athletes, current coaches, current athletes, those involved directly in the athletics, but for parents and officials, all with 
the local perspective, and I was able to kill two birds with one stone, and I got Rich Williamson to come in and chat. He's going to be featured in this episode. Not only is he the father of Rachel and Jason Williamson, two very high-achieving athletes in Owatonna High School recent history, Jason Williamson is a name that is very, very familiar around these parts. In fact, it is so familiar, we talked about that. You know who Jason Williamson is if you're listening to this. We talked about how difficult for him to come back into town. Jason Williamson now just gets to be Jason Williamson, not the football player. We do talk about that many more things. We talk about Rachel, his older sister who had to battle through her own injuries, just like Jason, before she ultimately decided to hang up her basketball career because she went off into college to become a basketball player. Prior to that, she was a very promising player, could have gone down as one of the all-time leading scorers, had to miss her entire junior season and finished just shy of 1,000 points, basically missing an entire season. So Rachel Williamson, a really great athlete in her own. They're both now out of college. But once again, we've got Rich Williamson on the show this evening. He is also an official. So we talk a little bit about that. He has been doing officiating in the South Metro and then the Owatonna, Steel County area for 30 years, pushing 30 years. So big thanks to Rich Williamson for coming on to the show. And once again, a big thanks to our sponsors that specifically sponsor the Husky Bulletin Podcast. Those are Wayne Nord, Wetmore Wealth Management. Irish Eyes Studio, and the Petzinger Agency in Wasika out of American Family Insurance. And don't forget Straight River Coffee, $20 worth of products on our Big Deal site. So a $20 gift certificate you can get for just $10 for a limited time only on our Big Deals website. So without further ado, here is Rich Williamson. This is Season 1, Episode 4 of the Husky Bulletin Podcast. The sophomore year was hard. Yeah. It's hard to, for someone to sit back and watch. It's a parent hard, but I can't imagine being a player's having to sit back and, and not be able to play high school basketball. She ended with 998 points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and think about that with, uh, without having a full year in there. there. There's been times where if a coach has been all, all over me or yep. all over our crew, whatever you have it, I mean, I've literally went over to the bench and sat on the bench at a timeout and I said, you know what, coach, you can see better from here. <laughs> you know, football game was Friday night. Yeah. Saturday night was a little bit decompression. But then Sunday we tape Roy's broadcast. We yep. listen to the radio. Monday we might watch Owatonna Live. Tuesday we might watch the, the, the team that we're playing on Tuesday. Wednesday was like getting ready. Thursday was dinner at High V, and then it was another game <laughs> Friday. Yeah. There was a lot of stuff behind the scenes people don't see. I mean, uh-huh. there were after football games, Jason was beat up. He wanted to be more than Jason Williamson, the football player. And um, I had to learn to deal with that. He doesn't really like the spotlight. Like, oh, I know. He really doesn't. <laughs> no, I know that. When he comes back to Owatonna, it's it's hard for him sometimes because just, everybody just wants to talk about it. Talk his ear off.
Ameriprise Financial Advisors can work with you to provide personalized, goal-based advice based on your short and long-term goals. Plus, you can track your investments and find financial solutions with our digital tools and regular meetings. Call Wayne Norwood Wetmore Wealth Management, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, today at 507-444-0901. That's 507-444-0901. Office is located at 1850 Austin Road, Owatonna, Minnesota. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC. Irish Eye Studio in Owatonna creates tattoos and piercings for all of southern central Minnesota. Owner and artist Sean McCarthy is a tattoo artist specializing in realism and comic art. When it comes to tattoos, details are everything. With 30 years experience as an artist, there aren't many details his Irish eyes can't bring out. If you're in the market for some new ink or piercings, find Sean and his team online at irisheyestudio.com or on Facebook at Irish Eye Studio. When Irish eyes are smiling, the detail shows. At American Family Insurance, your small business is a big deal to us. You've worked hard to achieve your goals and face challenges like rising inflation and staffing shortages. I know because as an American Family agent and business owner right here in your community, I've faced them too. As you continue to build your dream, know that I'm here to help. I've built my business with a vision of helping you protect yours. Contact Matthew Petzinger, agent at Matthew R. Petzinger Agency, LLC, at 101 State Street South in Wasika or call 507-835-2770 today. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, SI and its operating companies, 6000 American Parkway, Medicine. Wisconsin. This segment of the Husky Bulletin podcast with Rich Williamson is sponsored by Wayne Nord Wetmore Wealth Management, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial. Give them a call at 507-455-4070 or stop by their office at 1850 Austin Road. That is the Austin Road Business Center near the fairgrounds. Wayne Nord Wetmore is a proud partner of the Fan Owatonna and the Husky Bulletin and is the title sponsor of for a feature that is online right now about Division I girls hockey player Grace Wolf, an OHS graduate. Don't miss that. That is still up there on the HuskyBulletin.com. They are the partner of the fan and the sponsor of the Spotlight feature. If you would like to be listed prior to this segment, please contact me, John Wisewood, by calling 507-450-6535 or by sending me an email. John W at KOWZonline.com. Standard marketing and sports sponsorship packages are available. We also have the flexibility to tailor an investment to your specific marketing and advertising needs by leveraging one or all of our powerful platforms. So, once again, if you would like to be listed prior to this segment, along with our proud all star sponsor, Wayne Nord Wetmore, please reach out to myself, John. Wisebroad at 507-450-6535 or emailing John W, that's J-O-N-W, at K-O-W-Z-Online.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome to the show. As I said in the, in the intro here, we've got parents' perspective, and we've got a last name that a lot of people are going to know in this town, not just from a certain Jason Williamson, but Rachel Williamson was there first. Rich, welcome to the show. I'm glad to be here, John. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks uh, for the invite. You bet. Putting you right on the spot here. But like I said, you know, kind of off the air, we've had Jeff Williams in here, Alec Holcomb, a good friend of mine, Roy, you know, Hall of Famer, right? Sure. Go right to Rich Williamson, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> Considering the fact you brought two athletes through Owatonna High School, mm-hmm. and both of them had their own levels of success. I mean, we'll obviously talk about Jason, but having two kids playing different sports, what was that like uh, as someone in town here, just yeah. juggling all that? Well... For a while, um, you know, 
the focus was on Rachel because Jason was so young, but he played baseball and things like that. So sure. the summers were always very busy. Yep. Um, when you get into high school, you know, the way the big nine does things, it's opposite. So girls are in one venue and the boys are in the other. Yep. So, you know, that was a little bit difficult. There were times where you'd rush over and watch the B squad game <laughs> or, or something like that. And have to rush back and watch a varsity game. So, yep. Um, I tried to make as many games as I could. I didn't miss many. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it was it a was, juggling. It act, was right? running around and it was a juggling act. What are the age differences between the two? Uh, they're three years apart. Three years apart. Okay. And they started playing both of them, uh, varsity, at least freshman, sophomore year. Yeah. So young. Yeah, they did. But yeah, I, I do want to start with Rachel's career. Just she was the first one through, right? She's yes. a big sis. She's she big was. sis. Yeah. Uh, really good basketball player, volleyball player as well, if I'm she, not mistaken. She did. Uh, she stopped playing volleyball her sophomore year. Okay. She wanted to kind of concentrate on basketball. Also played softball. Sure, that's right. Rachel was a good shortstop yeah. there too. Yeah. But yeah, her basketball careers. I think that's where, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was Stout. Did she go play at Stout? Or she did. She thinking played, about it at one point? She played one year at Stout. Okay. And at that point, it was a time consumer for her. Yep. And uh, she just made the decision that she didn't really want to do it anymore. Yep. Uh, I don't think she got burned out necessarily. I just think she knew that it's yep. taking a lot of my time <laughs> yeah. and I wanted to focus on on this. I'm not going anywhere after school. So concentrate on that. And then she transferred to Mankato. So gotcha. she was only at Stout one year. Yep. I was going to say, I mean, it's... It's never a thing where it's like, oh, they don't, it's not like they don't love the sport anymore. It's just, right. you know, I kind of want to be an adult now, right? right? But her career, again, sophomore year, and then, you know, Jason ran into a little bit of this too, and it's just kind of part of it, just injuries, I think, were part of her narrative as well. Yeah. I think, quite frankly, she was one of the better girls basketball players at Owatonna as a youngster that I kind of first, when I first came in, she was my introduction to some of the really good ones. But then she had an injury. Just talk about how she dealt with that, when it happened, and, and you know, how that kind of... Uh, steered her career a little bit. Yeah, so she played a lot as a freshman yep. in high school and had a really good sophomore year. Mm -hmm. um, and then during the summer, she was playing AAU with the Minnesota Stars, was doing really well, and she was also participating in the high school summer things. And mm -hmm. we were at St. Michael Albertville. It was the last high school uh, rendezvous tournament sure. that, that summer, and it was the last game. And she just went up to the elbow and tore ACL. Yeah. And so uh, I, I didn't really know what happened. I mm -hmm. it didn't look good, but, sure. um, and then, you know, I devastated her a little bit cause she missed her entire junior year. Yeah. yeah. But you know what? She worked really hard mm -hmm. and she was able to come back in nine months yeah. <laughs> from the ACL injury. And she actually played. I can't remember how many games it was, maybe the last five or six. Something like that. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. And she wasn't 100%, but she was cleared to play and things like that. So that that was that was really that was really good for her mentally because say, she, yep. she didn't want to miss the entire year. Obviously, it was hard to sit out and watch. The sophomore year, they had been undefeated in the yeah, Big Nine. I remember that. And won the Big Nine. So she missed her entire year and then ended up playing, had a really good senior year. Yep. And I think she ended with 998 points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and think about that with, uh, without having a full year in there. Correct. <laughs> Essentially that. a full year. But yeah. that, you know, and, and that's not a huge deal, but, no, but you know, it's a milestone that I yeah. obviously as a parent would have liked her. She deserved it yep. and she worked really hard, but yeah. the sophomore year was hard. Yeah. It's hard to, for someone to sit back and watch. It's a parent hard, but I can't imagine being a player's having to sit back and, and not be able to play high school basketball when you only have four years to do it. Exactly. It's such a, I don't have to tell you, it, it's just, 
boom, it's gone in a yep. second. And, it's gone and in it's, a second. It's crazy to think that, but um, you know, as a parent, I can ask your perspective on it. Was there something you tried to tell her throughout the process? Because I'm because this was the first time you've because when they're younger, it's, I mean, they've got tendons that are rubber, right? They're never going to get injured. This right. has got to be tough for you as a parent. And then walk me through how she kind of dealt with that mentally. I guess well, from your I, perspective, I, I learned a lot about the injury with her. She had the surgery. They ended up using part of her hamstring versus a cadaver ACL. Oh, sure. So she did a. It was a major reconstruction, and it went really well. The surgeon was from Tria, actually, is a Minnesota Vikings um, surgeon nice. who did the surgery. Just going through the rehab with her was it was a process. It was interesting in terms of you just learned a lot about yeah the, the physical nature of it yeah. And uh, her recovery was quite remarkable. And she Nine months, really folks, again, we'll repeat that. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it doesn't happen very much. No. I mean, usually it's a year. It could have been up to 15 months, Yeah. but she was cleared in nine. So yep. that, sh- that tells you how hard she worked. Tells you a lot about her. Genetics is part of it, too. It kind of have to have that whole mix. Yeah. Ameriprise Financial Advisors can work with you to provide personalized, goal-based advice based on your short and long-term goals. Plus, you can track your investments and find financial solutions with our digital tools and regular meetings. Call Wayne Norwood Wetmore Wealth Management, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, today at 507-444-0901. That's 507-444-0901. Office is located at 1850 Austin Road, Owatonna, Minnesota. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC. Your athletic career. Um, well, I'm then, from Lyle, Minnesota. Yep, yep. Um, and I played football, basketball, and baseball. Basketball probably was my I was going to ask what's, my favorite, sure. but I loved baseball too. And in college, I played basketball and baseball. And I chose Wartburg because even though it was D three, there were some other opportunities. I couldn't I couldn't decide which one I really wanted sure. to play. Even though basketball probably was my first my first, first love. choice. Yeah. Yeah, went to Wartburg. We we had a very successful team. We went to the final eight my sophomore year um, in basketball. In basketball, and we won the conference three out of four years, which was the Iowa conference at the time. It's uh-huh. uh, Big Rivers now, and and we all we ended up playing Gustavus <laughs> every year in the NCAA's, and we beat them, <laughs> nice. which was nice. But um, yeah. So yeah, it was it was very fun. Yeah. So you've got that perspective as a former athlete as well, which I'm. Sure, we'll kind of get to and how you translated that with your kids. But after college, what brought you to the uh, Owatonna area? Well, after college, I actually lived in the Twin Cities for a year uh-huh. and um, really didn't know what I wanted to do. I was considering going to law school. Okay. And <laughs> and then I found out that I was going to have to borrow a lot of money. And yeah. I really didn't want to do that. <laughs> so I ended up hearing about Federated, and I actually interviewed in Minneapolis, got hired at Federated. Harv Goldberg, I don't know if you know the Goldberg family. I do, family. yeah. Yep. Harvey Goldberg's from Lyle, Minnesota. Okay. Good friends of my grandparents and stuff, So, uh, and Kirk and Kent have played ball a lot with them just when I was younger, and ended up living with Harv and Joyce for a while before oh. Harv passed away, and uh, moved to Otana. Yeah, it's been, what year of round? Uh, that was probably 90, 91. 90, oh, so you've been here for a while. Yeah. yeah. So you're a Husky for sure. Yes. Now. <laughs> yes. And, he, and by the way, Rich is still at games, right? I mean, you'll, yeah. I'll see you there. I don't go to as many as I used to for obvious reasons, but I would love to get your perspective on stuff like this. As a parent of successful athletes, I think you live in a, in a very different realm than some of the other fans and, and that kind of stuff where um, just because you not only have very talented children, very humble. I mean, Jason was the most, I mean, my goodness, it was, 
He never wanted to talk about himself. I didn't talk to Rachel as much. I mean, I, I did do a big interview with her. She's very introverted, but didn't seem comfortable talking about herself either, which is awesome, right? Mm-hmm. I would love to get your perspective on being a parent of athletes in Owatonna that are successful and just uh, kind of your role as as a parent, regardless of how your kids are. What's that kind of like living in that fishbowl for so many years? Because there can be pitfalls. I mean, it can get kind of ugly. Yeah, the, you know, the Owatonna yeah. parents are, I can't even stress enough how supportive they are it's of true. all of the programs that the kids are involved in. Yep. Um, whether it be OBA, fundraising for OBA, um, you know, the Husky Bullpen Club for baseball. Yep. Um, Owatonna Hoops Club. Yep. I mean, parents are very involved in that kind of stuff. Yep. Um, so behind the scenes, there's a lot that parents do to help the coaches, and the coaches do things for the parents. And I think, you know, over the years, the parents have developed very good relationships with the coaches. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong, there's <laughs> there's some stresses <laughs> that go on. Sure. But generally speaking, my experience was um, – you know, it was always a great relationship between coaches and parents. And it seemed like you, uh, well, my parents, I mean, my sister was the athlete in our family. She did the two thing, went to Division three, played two sports, right? Um, and some of my parents' best friends to this day are parents that she hung out with since sixth grade all the way through high school. I mean, I'm sure that's safe to just talk yeah. about the relationships you built yeah. with those parents because it's not just high school. That's just a snippet. The parents in our era with basketball – I mean, the Langlands, yep. Brian and Clean, um, we were very close in basketball because mm-hmm. Carly played, Lexi played. So we got to know all of those parents through traveling and, and other parents too. I'm not leaving anybody out. And then with the yep. football situation, you, you almost couldn't ask for a better situation. I know, isn't that something? Yeah. You know, the four years that Jason played, I mean, we made it to the state playoffs every single year, I think, yeah. but his freshman year. but. Regardless, those those parents, we still go to the games. Uh-huh. Prior to those games, we'd go on the Husky bus together. We made it a big event. Yeah. And the football game was Friday night. Yeah. Saturday night was a little bit decompression. But then <laughs> Sunday, we'd tape Roy's broadcast. We'd yep. listen to the radio. Monday, we might watch <laughs> Owatonna Live. Tuesday, uh-huh. we might watch the, the, the team that we're playing on Tuesday. Wednesday was like getting ready. Thursday was dinner at Hy-Vee. And then it was another game <laughs> Friday. Yeah. Um, so all those people were together all the time, yeah. and um, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't change a thing that we did yep. because it was great. And now you know, like Stronsky's are yep, a great friend yep. of mine, Reed's sure. a good friend, and Daria yep. and their kids have went through. And Joseph played with Jason. Mm-hmm. Zach went to River Falls, went to a few of his football games. Mm-hmm. Darian and Jerome all play. So you know, we still like to go to the games because we still, I mean, you get further and further away, but I still like to try to, and I also officiate high school basketball. So That's right. I, so I stay in the mix a little bit, kind of knowing what players are there, yeah. who's good, who's not, who's yeah. going to favorites, disfavorites, whatever you have. Ameriprise Financial Advisors can work with you to provide personalized, goal-based advice based on your short and long-term goals. Plus, you can track your investments and find financial solutions with our digital tools and regular meetings. Call Wayne Norad Wetmore Wealth Management, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, today at 507-444-0901. That's 507-444-0901. Office is located at 1850 Austin Road, Owatonna, Minnesota. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC. Pretty good official, too. Uh, I'm not just saying that because he's on the air. No, my brother came home from a game on Owatonna Live. He's like, I think I saw 
<laughs> he doesn't know he, Jason Williamson's dad out there. I'm like, are you sure about that? I'm like, oh yeah, he does it. He goes, he was good. I'm like, okay, well, I'll, I'll make sure to tell him that. But here's the opportunity. No, I've done that. For, yeah, I was gonna say, how long have probably, you done that for? Well, it's been 30 years. Wow. So okay. I did it. Started doing it in '93. Did you have to back off when those guys? Uh, I did. Rachel and Jason. Okay. Um, I still did some games. Yep. Um, but not as many. Mm-hmm. Obviously, for obvious um, reasons. Yep. Uh. So during those three, four years, I kind of didn't, really didn't do a whole lot of games. I did some playoff games, obviously not Otana. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, yeah for obvious reasons, um, again. <laughs> but, I, but I still do those. I probably do 10 games a year now and not a lot, but sure. I still stay in the mix a little bit. Yeah, just talk about that. I mean, um, just kind of keeps you, uh, I, don't know, I don't know if it keeps you in shape, but just keeps something something to do, kind of a hobby, right? I mean, it's it's that has a whole, we could have a whole show about uh, some of the stuff you've probably experienced <laughs> as an official, right? Uh, yeah. It's got to be fun though, rewarding, I suppose, right? It 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 is. I mean, I've I was a lot, um, I don't know, less calm. <laughs> it's fair. I think <laughs> back, we all were back back, in the day. back when yep. you first started, and and you've kind of developed a relationship with relationships with some of the coaches in the big. Mm-hmm. Now. And I only do basketball. I don't do football or or baseball. But um, sure. they know you. You know them, and um, they know what you're going to get now. And it does. It I don't necessarily want to say it keeps you in shape anymore, but uh, <laughs> gets you um, out there at least. It does get you out there, yeah. and it, it's fun to stay in the mix. And I was going to ask too. Um, when you first started, like you said, it was you know thirty years ago. But mm-hmm. do you ever? Uh, would you ever come home when you're a youngster back then? Like, oh, I can't believe they're saying that about me. What the heck? I'm, I'm out there doing this, and I'm sure by the end you're a little more calm. And I've gone through that too, yeah. where it's not about me here, but I get an email and be like, oh, how could they? rip on me i'm writing about their kids and then eh, by the end i'm like ah whatever right did you experience that i don't know if it's thicker skin but just better perspective it's thicker, it's thicker it, skin yeah i mean when you hear criticisms it's kind of tough at first but you yep. kind of learn over the years to deal with it and finally you just learn to say you know what if if i didn't call it it didn't happen <laughs> exactly that's so true <laughs> and there, there's been times where if a coach has been all all over me or yep. all over our crew, whatever you have it. I mean, I've literally went over to the bench and sat on the bench at a timeout, and I said, you know what, Coach, you can see better from here. <laughs> you know, yeah, that type th- of stuff. And they probably appreciate that. And they that. do appreciate that. Yeah. And, and if you make mistakes, yeah. admit that you're wrong. It's like, you know what, if that's the way you saw it, then I missed it. Yeah. I, I mean, but that, that was that's not the way it was at, at the beginning. No, that's that's so true. And again, I think it's just perspective. It's just, you know, it, and, that, and that's kind of cool. I mean, I, like I said, have you ever had – after a game, um, do you ever go home and feel like, ah, or I, I had a tough game tonight? Do you, or do you have to learn? Was that the athlete and you just flush um, it out, let it go? I, I I really didn't dwell on things. That's good. Yep. Um, yep. I mean, there's, there's sure. There's Probably things, makes you a good uh, official. There, there's, there's, <laughs> there's things that you look back on and you go, oh, yeah. man, I missed yep. that. Or, or um, geez, I, I should have got that one. Yeah. Or, you know, stuff like that. Yep. But highly successful people, they don't That dwell. might be yeah. an hour. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like because I don't care who wins. Exactly. So you're a neutral, right? You know, observer. Jason, I think a lot of people just know him, the guy who was in high school, and you're, we're never going to see another Jason Williamson ever. It just won't happen. But there was many, many years before that, before he was a on the a Friday nights, and the thing that resonated with me is he was always really damn good. How, in your mind, was he able to kind of keep his head on straight where, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, he was always the best player on the team, and it's okay to admit that. He always got better. How did that happen? Behind the scenes, there's the, uh, I mean, a lot of things came naturally to him. Yes. So a lot of things came easy for him, mm-hmm. but 
there was always something there that he always tried to really want to get better. Uh-huh. I would tell him, you know, you have to you have to do these types of things. You have to separate yourself to do special things. Mm-hmm. And sometimes your friends do this or or you see somebody else doing that. You might not be able to do that. Uh-huh. He he just naturally had had the ability. Factor. Yeah. Like baseball, he could he could hit. I was going to say pitch. he would have made a heck of a baseball player he too. He could pitch, he could hit, he <laughs> could run. Football, he just his body developed too. I mean, he mm-hmm. was always big. Yes, he was People always big. Sometimes forget that he's in high school senior. He's north of six two. Yeah, ish. Even in elementary school, he was he was big. Mm-hmm. And uh, but but he never plateaued necessarily. That's he kept getting bigger. Yep. Um, and better. And better. Yeah. So a lot of credit to him yeah. because he he did work hard. There was a lot of stuff behind the scenes people don't see. I mean, uh-huh. there were, after football games, Jason was beat up. And, yep. you know, I wanted to talk about it. <laughs> of course you did, right? <laughs> Jason, how about those five touchdowns? Yeah, well, Believe me, I, I would ask him right away. Uh, be like, oh, I, Jason, what happened? What'd you see on that? I don't know. I saw the hole and went, right? <laughs> I wanted to talk about it. He didn't. But, mm-hmm. you know, I learned over the years, too, to leave him alone. Yep. He needed to decompress. He wanted to be more than Jason Williamson, the football player. And um, I had to learn to deal with that. Yep. What was that like? Because it's got to be hard for, you're a dad, uh, and you're just going to be protective. I mean, that's your only son. You see him getting beat up, but you also see it's net. I mean, it, just talk about just being the dad of Jason and, and wanting him to be more than that. Because now he has to be more than that. Yeah, you he know does. what I mean? Physically, he recovered very fast. Mm-hmm. You know, he was sore. He was bruised uh-huh. up. He stitches, <laughs> beat up, bruised knees, bruised ribs. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it happened, but he always came back. He was yeah, pretty level headed too. He was level headed. He At least that's he doesn't perspective I he have. doesn't really like the spotlight. Like, oh, I know. He really doesn't. <laughs> no, I know that. When he comes back to Otana, it's it's hard for him sometimes because just, everybody just wants to talk about it. Talk his ear off. Um, and it's getting better. Good, but, but that's that's the truth. No, I, honestly, uh, uh, Rich, I, I <sighs> Jason Williamson in this town. I mean, it, objectively, it's like who wouldn't want to be Jason Williamson in Owatonna? You're living in a football town. You brought this town two state titles, whatever it is, and you're going to be the still are the best big school running back ever. And we're never going to see another Jay Will. And just, it's not even about the production. It's just the way he ran and just everything. It was like a storybook, the way he ended on, you know, Sports Center. But <laughs> I want to talk about that. Because, uh, and in fact, it's it's almost better I have you on here than Jason because Jason doesn't want to talk. I, I could not get an hour out of Jason here. <laughs> and that's not anything disparaging. He sure. just doesn't want to spotlight. Right. He, he is a humble guy. Um. Does he still struggle with that? Him, from your perspective, of like, Dad, I just want to go to DQ or whatever and get something to eat, and people just... Does he talk to you about that, or does he kind of internalize it? Because um, that, that's, you know, it's I a think he, here. I think he internalizes it a little bit. I, I yep. mean, I don't want to speak for him. No, but, yeah. um, just from your perspective. You know, he's... Now that he's out of it, I mean, he talks about it a little bit more than he probably would have when mm-hmm. he was active about it. Uh-huh. You know, because, you know, when the injury occurred at the Gophers, you yep. know... He knew when he came back to Watano, only wanted to talk about how he was doing yep. and when he's going to come back and yep. blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I got, think he got tired of it. I, th- I, I would assume. And I'm sure. But, it, it, but then again, I mean, <laughs> naturally, people are going to ask him they about care. that. You can't hold it against them. No, that's true. Um, and that, uh, it's this town, um, people, then they care. They genuinely care. They There's going to be people that are you know, a little over the top and all that kind of stuff. And I, I can honestly see that just getting 
a little tiring, um, like because like you just said, it's I'm more than just a football player. And again, now he has to be. Just talk about how he's doing now. Um, I guess we can get to the injury stuff eventually mm-hmm. if we do. But um, we'll start. Actually, we'll start with Rachel. How's she doing? Uh, and we'll get to Jason at some point. Now that they're kind of post uh, athletic careers. Sure. Uh, Rachel's doing great. Yep. She owns a house in Owatonna. Nice. She works at Federated. Nice. Um, uh, actually plays volleyball. Yep. Um, matter of fact, she has a game at Lava Burger tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah we're in that league too. I think we go on Sundays, but um, uh, yeah. And then she also plays in a league in in Faribault. Um, so she she does that. She did coach some OBA. Okay. Um, seventh graders, and uh, yeah. So yeah. she's she's doing great. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, um her uh, uh, I wanted to ask this at the, at the time, but um. Could you ever sense from her at Stout uh, when she got there? And again, we're bouncing around, but that's okay. Did you get the sense from her at Stout uh, that one year that it wasn't working for her right away, or did it take a while to be? You know what, Rach? I don't. Could you tell that she just wasn't feeling like it was a great fit right away, or did it take I, a while? I I didn't really know. Sure, yeah. she didn't. She didn't say anything Fair. to me. Yeah. I mean, um, was it because she was playing? She was yeah, playing was as that. a freshman. Yeah. She was getting minutes mm-hmm. um, and and doing well. Yep. And I just think it was a time consumer for her. Yep. And she didn't really say anything until the end of the year and says, sure. I think I'm going to be done. Yep. And I'm like, no, you know, right, yeah. that type of thing. <laughs> sure, but then, sure. you know, I, I, if, if that's what you truly believe and yep. it's taking too much of your time, then I'll support you. Yep. Well, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Um, Jason now too, uh, you know, I think his story's pretty well documented uh, in terms of when he got to the U and, you throw in COVID in there, and I mean that's it's crazy. It, it's co- crazy. We could have a whole another hour on just that whole situation, but um, I guess we can kind of start with um, just ten thousand foot view, I guess, or get into as much detail as you want. The injuries. What what, what did Jason go through for people who don't know when he got to the U? Because it was a lot. And well, it's gonna he, take a lot to bring him down. He went through injuries in high school too. Well, that's true too. Um, uh, Notre Dame camp, I believe. Yeah, <laughs> I mean. At Notre Dame, it was oh. it was a strange situation because yeah. it was just a a pop in the calf oh. and uh, went over to the sideline and you you know, uh-huh. um, and then then that night all of a sudden he's screaming. And, yeah, that's right. That's and right. and we have to take him to the to the to the hospital. We get there and the. Notre Dame surgeon says we're going to surgery, and it's like when, like right now, now. right now. <laughs> um, and it was a compartment syndrome yep. thing, and I don't know if many people know what that is, but basically your uh-huh. calf muscles fill with fluid, and it's it was you know he could have lost his leg absolutely, and they split the leg open, and he sat there for a week with it open, mm-hmm. and. Um, had like ninety eight stitches in his in his leg. I don't know if a lot of people know that. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, and um, he that was probably in June, uh-huh. I believe. It was the note uh, at Notre Dame. Yeah, like I think it was. And then yeah. he he came back, did all the physical therapy, did yep. everything he possibly could, and he was cleared to play the first game against Faribault. Yep, I uh, get two snaps. And you know, it's like, well, <laughs> let's keep him out. Yeah. And he got ready for Mayo, and the that, rest that is, was it. Yeah. <laughs> so, but there was a lot of rehab with that. Yep. Um, he lost some of his calf muscle; they sure. cut it out. Um, but he didn't miss a step. Nope. 
No. Uh, if anyone wants to, they can Google right now his senior year stats. You'll know he didn't lose step. I think I've showed you the picture. Yeah. <laughs> and that's uh, um, rated R. I mean, that's, yeah. horror, that's, that's gory stuff. Yeah, I've seen that. It's just—it's an like, ugly injury. It is very ugly. It's very an ugly injury, and um, to think that he went from there in June, uh, and then I remember standing there talking to him at uh, Creighton because he didn't yep, suit up. Didn't Why would he want to do that? Scrimmage, yep. right? Or not even a scrimmage? But he kind of told me a little bit. I'm like, what? What? Uh, and then you showed me the picture. It's like, okay, that's. That's gory, kind of like Peyton Rob stuff. Same type of thing. I mean, obviously his was way more serious, and thank God he's okay. But um, to think that you know he came back on that, uh, I think it was uh, it was at Mayo, right? Sunny yep. day, and I think uh, it was a week after my daughter was born. So I remember that whirlwind. We had I uh, uh, missed that Faribault game, came back, and uh, second half was was all him. And again, we could go into that, but it's it's crazy to think that everything all came together. Again, we don't have to go through step by step of his senior year because it was crazy. And and I will say this now, uh, before we kind of get into his stuff that happened at the U, that now that it's all said and done, I think I probably told you this, that people are going to remember Jason for what he did at Owatonna, and that's it. The hug that he gave Jeff when he left sure. the field is going to be it. And nothing, I mean, I'm sure, and I am positive he would have had a great year or career at yeah. the U. I really do. Uh, I, I love Jason Williamson, and I really do as an athlete. Uh, but now... The book's been written on him as an athlete. What are your perspectives on that? Well, you pretty much can't have a better career than he had. No, you can't. Um, and, yeah. Storybook stuff. And, <laughs> um, and I, I, I truly believe that he was definitely the best football player in the state <laughs> his senior year. Yeah. Um, and year before, too. <laughs> and he got, you know, he was Mr. Football, and, and I think well, he deserved once, it. Gatorade twice, yeah. Gatorade Sorry. twice. So... Um, he scored more touchdowns than anybody ever has. Uh-huh. Um, second in yardage, uh-huh. um, all time. I think he's got thirty-one records, like something, something like, like that. that. And and a lot of the um, when it comes to big schools, whether six A, six A, five A, four A, he has the num- top numbers for all those what we call big schools. Yeah, and, and that has to be. You have to put that in perspective. He's not. Not you don't want to disparage anyone who's dominating at Lyle Pacelli or something, right? Sure. But this is Jason Williamson going up against. I mean, I, we drove by Egan's, um, the uh, Vikings stadium there in Egan, and uh, that Chaska game. Um, just that's one example of what he did against the best teams. He was better against the best. And I said to my wife Shannon, I said, "That's Jason Williamson Stadium. That's the only thing I remember there. What a fun day there, you know." And it was cold. It, the, it was very cold. But I tell you, those hits he put on Chaska that, that made it uh, a little bit colder for them, right? But well, yeah. I I think that Chaska in that game um, really thought they were gonna they were gonna drill us. Jason all but said that. Sort of pissed him off. He heard him. He goes, "All right, let's go." Pissed him off. Yeah, it did. I don't know if you've ever seen any of the of the videos. Yeah, um, I was there, kind of on the sidelines. Some of the shit they were saying before before the game, before the game. though. Jeff had the had the like it's in the it's in the um, year end highlight video, mm-hmm. and they're just sitting there listening. the The team is listening to Chaska do all this hoopla. Yep, and <laughs> just you know. Uh-huh. Go and play. It pissed him off. It did. He, and they and went. I've out. never heard him and, say that. And before. the team, the team. I mean, everybody played great in that game. They did. The blocking really was did. Unbelievable. Um, Xander Johnson, I remember, yes. had just a phenomenal. Ben Zappa had a great yes. game. Decam had a touchdown that game. Decam yeah. had a great touchdown. Um, 
It was the guys up front too, that, it, because they were yes. saying, "Oh, look at how little these that, guys." I think that was, was huge. I think that was the first time too when they put uh, Chris Lewis and um, yeah, the, the, and Weiss in the in the back. I don't remember what they called. They it. call it uh, hog formation. Brad Fisher called it like yeah. the elephant package. Hey, that'll work. <laughs> something that like works. that. Yeah, yeah. And but they dominated. That was oh, and that was such a fun game. Oh, I, um, that game sticks out for sure. It does. And then we pounded Elk River. Yes, pounded Elk pounded River. Elk River in the in the semis, and then obviously the great game against St. Thomas, 14, which was uh, three, I think it was fourteen yeah. three. Yeah. But um, it was a matter of time in that game. Everybody could kind of feel Making that it was going to happen, and yeah. it did twice. It did. It did. And then uh, again, <laughs> if you Google, that might be the first thing that comes up. If you Google well, James, one of the one of the things I I don't know if people see when uh-huh. they look at the play, the first touchdown when uh-huh. he spun around and went for a touchdown, but um, Zach Weiss. Yes. Had a phenomenal block on that play. Absolutely. And if that block doesn't happen, that play doesn't happen. Jason's not on TV. Correct. Not being talked about by Dungey, all that kind Correct. of stuff. Correct. Right? I mean, I, I, I've watched it, and, and, and I've seen that play a hundred times, Same. and he just made a phenomenal block yep. that that really, really opened the Sprung door. that whole thing. Absolutely. I, I tell you, we serve... Um, Give him a couple inches, and he's a D1 football player. Now he's up at the Gophers, you yeah. know, being a hockey guy. I mean, he, he was as good a technically sound blocker as there's ever been. Um, his dad wasn't too bad either. Mark, yeah. Mark could, <laughs> People don't know. Mark was a darn good offensive lineman. Um, but, yeah, so that, like I said, he's going to be remembered for what he did in high school. And, again, I, you know, I don't even want to pretend like it matters what I think, but I don't look – my perspective is I don't look at it what could have been because I know what was. I would love to get your perspective on when you kind of – it probably was a bit of a slow burn to realize uh, – maybe he didn't. Maybe he came to you one day and it was a shock. Dad, I'm not going to play anymore for, for the U. Um, just talk to me about how that whole situation evolved to the point where, you know what, might be time to hang it up. Well, after after the senior year and after the Mr. Football thing, I mean, yep. the recruiting process was going on. Um, uh-huh. And, you know, Iowa probably – well, Wyoming was the first D1 school that, that contacted He visited Jason. Iowa before the U, if I'm not mistaken. He did. Yeah. But Wyoming's uh, offensive coordinator, Brent, came here uh-huh. and um, said, what do I got to do to get a kid like that to come here? <laughs> um, and it was it was early on. in the. I mean, he had gotten a ton of letters, don't get me wrong, yep. but when it got kind of serious, what are we going to do here? Uh-huh. Um, and then... And then Iowa got in the mix, mm-hmm. and we went and visited Iowa, and we actually went down to Iowa when they played Ohio State and beat them. Heck, Barbara <laughs> Hawkeye. Yep. Um, and so it was December. Um, I want to say it was like December 11th, and Iowa was coming to Jason's basketball game mm-hmm. that night, and they were going to make him an offer. Sure. And um, <laughs> and they were going to come on the 21st. And... The Friday before that, December 17th, I believe it was, lo and behold, P.J. Fleck calls and says, I want you to come up here on Sunday. Uh-huh. And we're like, sure. Okay. Yeah. Went up, met with P.J. Fleck, made an offer on the spot. And, um, you know, we talked about it and said, is this really where you want to be? And he's like, well, I've always wanted to kind of be a gopher, and this is where I want to go. And um, called Iowa back and said, thanks for... Thanks yeah. for everything. Thanks, but uh, and they said, "Well, um, geez, I wish we could have got a shot." Yep. yep. And that and that kind of was, was the it. end of it because yep. you had Purdue, Michigan State. Um, a lot of people uh, 
you know, ask me about who are the other schools and tell them, I, I don't really know. I know it's Iowa. I know it's Minnesota. I know mm-hmm. Michigan State. Had he not committed to the U, 30, 40, 50 official offers would have easily. Uh, just because he ended it. He said, I'm a gopher. Yep. And he was. He stuck with it. Yeah, he did. Um, I, I, It was this close, you know, to going to Iowa. Really? Because because Minnesota hadn't really been in the mix yet. Yeah. I mean, there had been some contact. Matt sure. Simon had, had and he had went to a couple football camps okay. um, at the U. And, you know, it's like. Wow. You know. And like I said, you, you visit there and they beat Ohio State. Yeah. I mean, you're 17, you're yeah. 18 years old. It's an impressionable you know, thing. It, it, and, 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 and the Iowa facilities are unbelievable. They are. Um, just, like, just like Minnesota's yeah. once they got Athletes Village in there. So, and it wasn't really even that. Yeah. It was just the vibe. Yeah, yeah. They got a good sure. vibe. Yeah. And people love football in Iowa. They do. And they love the Hawkeyes. I remember seeing it. And I hate the Hawkeyes. Jersey. I was going to say, I, 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 I thought, <laughs> what does Rich think about this? But I, I remember seeing <laughs> but, that picture But you know what? I would have been the hugest Iowa For sure. fan. Yeah. But, um... That's kind of how that developed. Yep. And then, you know, our biggest concern during the recruiting process, you know, we flat out asked P.J. Fleck, is Jason going to play here? Yep. It, or um, is he going to play running back, too? I is mean, he going to play running back yeah. here? And um, because there was a question whether he was going to play safety or outside, outside linebacker, linebacker or something yep. like that, and Jason flat out said is, I'm, I want to play running back. Mm-hmm. And P.J. Fleck said, um, you'll be a running back. Yeah. What did they say at Iowa? Do you do you remember if they if you guys they were had more dialogue? they were more we don't know what you're going to okay. be okay yeah which is good that they're open and honest but right if that didn't resonate with Jason I mean maybe it would it took PJ to say that I don't know yeah. I I I don't I'm sure that had something to do with that I don't, I don't want to ask you to talk for him but yeah it's, I just know he wanted to play running back he did he wanted to be in that running back room yeah. for sure and so you know all that developed and committed blah 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 and and then you know throughout all spring so jason then graduated in january from yep. high school yep. he didn't, early enrollee early enrollee he was playing and he was playing and he would have got time and it was it was in the last um practice before the spring game in I april I was there i think I left you might have been there yeah. earlier in the day <laughs> yes and i remember him getting cares i'm like that's that's our guy out yeah. there 28 and i was there and i saw it it was just a non-contact play it was a it was a it was a punt coverage play, uh-huh. and he kind of buckled his knee a little bit. He ran back to the huddle and actually got a carry on the <laughs> next play and went down. And it was like, oh, that's not good. Yep. And um, I really wasn't expecting to hear that it was an ACL, but that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. And PJ Fleck comes up to me, goes, "Well, you know, I don't really want to say what it is, but if whatever it is, we'll fix it." Yeah. <laughs> and um, it was an ACL, uh-huh. and unfortunately, he had to miss the whole freshman year. Yep. From there, what happened then? Because uh, I'm sure he recovered. I mean, ACL is not a uh, death sentence anymore for a running. No, back. certainly not. And, and and actually had the same surgeon Rachel did. Sure. Yep. Um, and worked really, really hard. Yep. Did all the rehab. Um, Mark Sipniak, the 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 head trainer at the U, was great. PJ was great. They all were great. Yeah. Um. Facilities were great. Came back, um, was ready to go, and his shoulder then started being sure. an issue. Okay, played in the Nebraska game and um, ended up having a torn labrum in his shoulder. Okay, and um, short st- short story. Long story um, short. Long story or, short. Yeah. However you want to call it. Yep. They they basically said, "I'll clear you to play." Um, you got seven anchors in your shoulder, <laughs> but um, you're going to have a shoulder replacement. 
And yep. he thought long and hard about it, and he said, I just think I need to take a, a medical scholarship sure. and be done. Yep. And that was hard to hear, yeah. but yes. it was the right decision for him, and I didn't like it, mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. But say, what at was... the end of the day, you, you finally, you know, that's his life, it's his perspective, yep. he did it, and uh, I give him credit for it. Yeah, because I, I do too. Because he could have played, yep. but he he didn't. You know, it, <laughs> to be sometimes, you know, people uh, mature, you know, all the time, people mature at different rates. To be able to have that perspective at that age, I mean, I don't know if I would have been able. I, no, I would not have been able to make that same type of decision. Yeah, it was it was hard to walk away from. Don't get don't make he oh, he. No, I'm not saying it was he easy, struggled yeah. hard. Yep. And uh, maybe maybe, you know, my biggest thing was I don't want you to look back and say I wish I would have, I wish I could have, and yep. uh, that doesn't seem to be the case, and hopefully it never is. But that that was. That was a hard decision. And it was very difficult, too, for more perspective for people. And then COVID happens, and everyone gets a free sure. year. And, and, and Jason, just the, the mix that he was in, I'm not saying he was getting buried because he wasn't, but he was just in now a mix with a lot of other players that were at his level. Yeah. That's not easy to deal with. And that's, no. not, that's for everybody. I mean, it is, it is I don't want to say he's a cautionary tale of anything like that, but it, it, it changed the reality of college sports. Yeah, uh, I mean, tough. he... I don't. I don't want people to. Th- I mean, he would have played. Yes, he would have played as a freshman. Absolutely, I, and, and I um, was there seeing that he was. There were some guys out uh, when he was a freshman getting those carries, but well, Shannon Shannon Brooks and yeah. Rodney Smith were going through ACLs yeah. too, and, but Jason and would. they were coming back because of COVID too. Yep. yep. Um, and and you had Mo, of course, yep. Yep. and 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 think of those uh, running backs he's competing. Against. It's <laughs> yeah. So crazy. So. so but but he he was good friends with all those. Oh, guys. Of course, yeah, he and, loved that room. Yeah, he loved the room. Yep. And Kenny Burns is a who's the head coach at Kent State now. Yep, uh, was a Jason Williamson fan. Yeah, yes, he and, was at uh, a lot of games. Or at he, least was he was at a lot of games. He was. Yep. But but he was he was a fan in in the yep. in the uh, in the practice room in the film room and mm-hmm. stuff like that. He was a good student, Jason, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, I knew that. Yeah, it, it seemed like one of those things. That a lot of times. Uh, I get a lot of questions about a lot of stuff when you're around the football program. I just happened to, like I've said a million times, I just showed up. People, they started winning. They ask a lot about Jason's athleticism and all that. And I said, well, I remember one game against Century. They said, Jason, might not have been Century. Could you just go play safety for a half? I think he picked off three passes. I mean, that, that that's the type of athlete that he is. And, um, I would have loved to see, uh, you know, because people knew Jason outside of, just this area. I mean, my brother-in-law from Illinois, I mean, he was a huge Jason fan. He only saw him play one time. My brother, Dan, loved watching him play when he was living in Kansas. He'd always stream those games because it's just a different level. And it's like, you could have, ultimately, would he have been a running back? I don't know. Would he have been a a guy? It's like, he could also catch the ball, people. Uh, There's a lot he could do. You know, he was bulky enough to be an outside linebacker. We could go into all that. But my question is, kind of rounding it all together here, but what was his favorite sport growing up. Was it football from the beginning? Well, because <laughs> basketball, he was a hell of a basketball player too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he, he did the AAU thing, played yep. for Weralthanet and Lakeville, yep. played with a lot of guys on the, on the, uh, Lakeville North championship team yep. in those, in those days. Kira and stuff, I think. Yeah. Yep. And, um, I, I honestly believe that he thought he was probably going to be a basketball player yeah. because yep. I remember specifically one day, and I can't remember. This might have been seventh or eighth grade, maybe maybe ninth grade. Yep. And he goes, "Why would I play football? Because I 
I don't want to get hurt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, and then, and then that, that changed. Yeah. And football probably is his first love. Yeah. But, um, but he loved baseball too. Yeah. I was going to say, I, I had heard he was a pretty darn good baseball player. Was too. a good baseball player. And they player. did the track stuff, which and, was good. And, and the problem nowadays is the summertime is so packed with so many th- opportunities yeah. for athletes. They have to make choices. Yep. Unfortunately. That's true. Um, and, you know, even, even going into senior year, you know, he's like, well, I'm going to have to tell Coach Williams that I'm probably not going to play basketball. Uh-huh. Josh. Yeah, right. Yep, and yeah. By the way, there's because, Josh and Jeff. <laughs> because, because I want to focus on football. Uh-huh. And that was a tough decision. That's true. Yeah, because he didn't play because he early enrollee. Yeah. So... Yeah, that's hard. It wasn't that he didn't want to play. No. It was just a tough decision. I could tell that he, he liked make. basketball. I think he, and, he and liked being out there. He did, and he and he liked AAU. Yep. Played a lot of AAU ball. Played three years, and um, actually was being recruited to play basketball. Oh, I wouldn't doubt that at all. I mean, you you don't get freak athletes. So six three. <laughs> it was it was one of those deals where um, he just had to focus on the one yep. one sport, and really the final two years of high school was kind of football oriented. Yeah. Well, for people, we're kind of, I'm going to ask how Jason's doing. We'll kind of wrap it up here. But for people who don't know, I mean, Jason's got the 100-plus touchdowns. What is it, 5,023 yards, something like that, uh, in his I think career. It, I think it's like 7,000. 7,000, that's what it is, yeah. I mean, maybe it was 5,000 <laughs> going into his senior year. <laughs> um, he's Gatorade. Uh, he's the first two-time Gatorade player of the year since Michael Floyd or something yep. like that. Um, I think... Uh, what was it Daryl Thompson? He was a uh, either a Mister Football at JM, coached by Snuffy, which is Jeff's dad. Well, then Jeff gets to coach Jason. He's won every single um, individual award, and uh, this is a. It's been great to talk to, to Rich here, and again, we wanted to, for people who don't know I've, whether or not I've got this in the pregame. I haven't taped that yet, but this is a great. Uh, I've been asked, people have asked, let's get some, you know, I'd like to hear you talk to some parents, sure, former parents, whatever, parents' perspective with Rich Williamson. Um, before I let you go, Rich, how is uh, Jason doing now, and how are you doing? Just kind of wrap it up with this, yeah, you know. <laughs> I'm doing well. Yeah. Um, still going to games, I'm sure. Still going to games. Yeah. Um, uh, Jason is a State Farm agent. Okay. In St. Paul. Shout out Jason Williams. <laughs> if you need a policy, yeah, I can give you, you his email, I'll give you his phone number. Yeah, seriously, Jason um, Williamson, there you go. No, he's he's doing very well. Cool. Um and uh it's on Grand Avenue. Yeah. And he lives in Minneapolis with his with one of the ex football players, Cody. Nice. Um and he still stays in touch with Cole Kramer, um yeah. who is uh, Jason's roommate. QB, if I'm not yep. mistaken. He was Jason's roommate. And Preston Jalen and and uh, Cam Wiley yeah. and Trey Potts and yeah. all those guys. People are, who are, are listening friends. to this know those names. And uh, JJ Gaday is a good friend of Jason's. He's uh, still an offensive tackle. Probably will play right tackle. Yep. Quinn Carroll. I mean, yep. he's he's friends with Tanner Morgan. He's friends sure. with all those people. Yep, those are his kind of group. Those are his guys. Yep, and uh, he'll he'll never never forget that. But yeah, yeah, he's doing great. Um, Likes it. Yeah. Um, actually, might play golf with him next weekend. He'll be <laughs> nice. down playing at the club. And uh, so, yeah, he, he he still stays in touch with a lot of his high school friends. Um, Matt Sigler, Jack Hansen, yeah. Tommy Lear, uh, Stephen Ecker, all those guys, they yeah. still all hang out. Um, I got to ask, though, who's a better golfer, you or him? 
You can say you, because I've heard you can swing a stick. I probably would say me right now, because <laughs> okay. he doesn't play that much, yeah, and he's left-handed. Yeah, he always <laughs> looks a little weird, doesn't it? He always looks a little weird. I'm assuming you're going to be at the Ken Bai this year as well? Uh, uh, or not? Probably. Yeah, probably yeah. Um, last year, I wasn't able to be there, but that's always a fun time. It is a fun time. Coach uh, Coach Weiss runs it mm-hmm. and with all that's the coaches. Great, yeah. Coach Williams, they all do a great job. Um, yeah. In fact, last year was the first time I had actually been in... in uh, Swinging a stick, and it was fun because uh, I had been there just for the uh, festivities before. We'll say, but uh, some ex players come back and it's a lot, yeah. Like, Sam you know, and I solved all the world's problems uh, yep. afterwards, so it's always a fun time. Yep, Sam Sam plays golf now at the yep. club too. Yeah, and and a lot of a lot of the guys on the seventeen team work at Federated. Sure, uh, sure. I mean, uh, yeah. Nick Reichley played. Well, Nick didn't play football, but Nick Reichley yeah. works there. Yep, I talked to him a couple uh, weekends Noah, ago. Uh, yep, Dalton, Spudy. yeah, <laughs> these <laughs> names just come back; they just flow, don't they? Yep, and we still run into those parents all yeah. over town, and it says, "Hey, you know, we're still good buddies." That's, Everybody is, and, that, and that's when you look back at it. I mean, I can end with this. Um, my perspective on it is, I can remember pregame prior to the Elk River game uh, when they just bolt raced them. I just remember thinking, "God, I don't know how long I'm going to be doing this reporting stuff, but this is exactly where I want to be." Yeah, watch a double deuce out there. Not even just him. You don't win state championships. Football is too much of a team sport to win it just because of Jason. I mean, he'll be the first to tell you that. You know, one one of the one of the things the seventeen team had so much talent, um, so much talent, all over the field. I mean, we could throw it all over the yard. Yeah, and we could run it over the a Max Prep Player of the he, Year. He was a week. great, yeah. great quarterback. He had a great season. He broke tons of records. Yeah. <laughs> and then you had you know you had Alex and Alex Reichley, you had Dalton, you yeah. had. Malo, you had Budak, you yep. had everybody yep. up front, and yep. we had a great defense too. Yeah, those defenses. Well, and, and then when he was a senior as well, when there was a little bit less heralded of a team um, to hold St. Thomas to three points, right? And that running back they had. Yep. And not just St. Thomas. Uh, I like it because the 13 team, the 17 team, and the 18 team all have different identities. Kind of neat to see that. I would, I'd say 17. Um, Maybe had the most talent. I guess you could say the 13 team probably had the best defense. That was a little before Jason, but then something about that 18 team. Well, we go around and around with some parents as who who wins, 17, 18 (laughs) versus 13. Good luck. (laughs) Good luck. That's a whole podcast right there. Honestly, that's kind of fun to think about. But, yeah, oh, man, now you got me going here. We have 50 minutes here, and that's why I'm supposed to stop it. Hey, Rich. Appreciate you coming in. No problem. Uh, Again, this has been Parent Perspective here on the Husky Bulletin Podcast. This is the... The artist formerly known as OPP John. I'm going to sign off here, and thanks for listening to uh, the conversation with Rich Williamson. Good night, everybody.